Alex. Hey, Andrew. What? What is this? This is a very Christmas-themed Brains on the Outside. A festive, advent, Christmassy, innovative business ideas podcast. Fabulous. What sort of, uh, typically, this is, this is not every episode is a Christmas-themed episode. What sort of non-Christmas-themed ideas do we usually come up with, Alex? Well, sometimes we talk about things like how to make Twitter better by giving it a battle pass, or how to put claw machines in every supermarket. The, I just had a thought that the Twitter battle pass idea is has a big flaw in it, which is Twitter is already addictive enough. Oh. Uh, making it more addictive and giving Elon Musk another avenue of money. I mean, it's a fantastic idea. The idea itself is fantastic. The implications, though, have some have some problems, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Twitter is completely and totally broken now. Maybe we never need to mention it ever again. But if we're not going to mention it, we could, we could turn our attention to something more, more happy, more exciting, more Christmassy. Oh, let's do it. This year has been a little unfestive for me so far. Really? Yeah, I mean, I, I only realized that yesterday, but I don't actually have an advent calendar yet. Oh, man. I used to go big into the Lego advent calendars. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then last year, just it didn't, it didn't hit the same way as it used to. <laughs> <laughs> and then... This year, I don't have any advent calendars. What the hell, man? I uh, I almost bought one yesterday. I couldn't really find... Well, actually, no. I couldn't even find one in Tesco. This is... That's, that's, I mean, have they managed to do stock so they've had exactly the right amount of advent calendars for the people who were going to buy them up until the first of... That's actually... I'd be something. pretty amazing. This just-in-time advent calendar <laughs> manufacturing pipeline. <laughs> uh, so I have a uh, pork scratchings advent calendar. <laughs> Really? I, I genuinely can't tell this is a bit of Alex anymore. <laughs> I do. Every every day, every morning you wake up. Yeah. Before you brush your teeth, before anything, you roll out of bed, you eat some pork scratchings. Crack open a packet of pork scratchings. Have a little crunch. Is every day different? Uh, No, they, they're on a loop. It's like regular pork scratching, salt vinegar pork scratching, chili pork scratching, barbecue pork scratching, then back to regular pork scratching again. So far, as far as I can tell. Do you get a packet every day or is it just one, you open the door and there's one solitary pork scratching? <laughs> like in the same way you get like, you open the door and it's not a bag of chocolate, it's a one chocolate piece. You have like one really rough day where it's just the hairy pork scratching <laughs> or the really, really <laughs> no. soft one that nobody likes. No, it's a, whole, it's a whole packet. I feel me and you have gone the exact opposite of advent calendars you've got the nichest weirdest one and i'm just i have nothing so far uh it's, it's handy this because i've been thinking a lot about advent calendars right okay i think there are a lot of opportunities in the advent calendar space for doing new and interesting and innovative things okay i mean every advent calendar it follows the same pattern every day you get one one twenty-fifth or something. They never, they never link. They never combine into anything. It's just twenty-five separate objects that live entirely atomically from each other. Yeah, I think I think we can do better than that. Okay, what's your? Do, do you have a? Do you have an example? Next yes. year it's December first. I have my shit together. I go into a shop, right there on the shelf. Alex Warson's new advent calendar. What is it? How about advent calendar behind each door is a single coffee bean. Oh. And on the wow. 25th, you have enough coffee beans to grind and make a perfect cup of coffee. So this already actually fixes my first problem I said earlier, which is every bit's atomic. They never yeah. combine to make any, they're never greater than the sum of their parts. Yeah. You are being denied something for the first 25 days, but that cup of coffee tastes so much better. It's about patience, man. It's about being patient and about being thankful for what you have in the, t- in the moment. 
Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, you can pop that coffee bean and just crunch it if you want to, or you can build them up until you've got enough. Perfect cup of coffee. Do you get behind the 25th door some kind of grinder mechanism? <laughs> yeah, there's just a grinder in there and a coffee cup and a tiny little. In fact, that's why, that's how we make money out of it. Right. Because it's expensive. Oh, okay. But then you get a, one coffee bean a day. And then at the end, you put all the coffee beans into the door yep. and it grinds it. And Ooh. it's actually a whole bean to cup coffee machine. That That's actually pretty funny. That's yeah. actually pretty good. Yeah. You got to lug it in from that. Like someone's like, I've got an advent calendar for you. And then they're like, <laughs> they hand it over. And then you pop the door, first door open and it's a coffee bean. You're like, what the fuck? And this is so heavy. Is, is, is it a whole machine? Is it single use? Yeah. <laughs> So when you when you press you open twenty fifth, there's like a tiny coffee machine with two double A batteries in enough power for one. Yeah, enough water for one cup of coffee. That's excellent. There's an extension to this idea though. Okay. Christmas, you, you, you've you, you've you've hit the food and drink industry pretty hard here, which is I think the correct way of going. <laughs> yeah. Because Christmas very related to food and drink. What if behind every door was one twenty fifth year Christmas dinner? Oh, that's really clever. So it's just like peas on the first day, yeah. carrots on the second day. Oh yeah, that's I love that. Twenty five course, twenty five bits to the dinner. Yeah, because you have one door as your best though, one door. I mean, the difficulty is it has to be long, like long lasting stuff. It'll all be canned goods probably. So yeah, again, another very heavy advent calendar <laughs> of twenty five canned goods that make up a Christmas dinner at the end. Or you just keep it in the fridge. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. It's also exciting because you maybe we well no no we wouldn't tell you exactly what was in it. Yeah. So every day you'd be learning a new mystery. Oh, oh. this is a lot of cayenne pepper. Where is this gonna <laughs> where's this oh wow. where's this gonna fit? <laughs> uh, where does cayenne pepper fit in a Christmas dinner, Andrew? I, <laughs> this is actually really pushing my knowledge of cooking. <laughs> it's a mystery. You find out. Uh, yeah. like, I guess you could like spicy up your sprouts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what about this? What about one grain of rice on the first day, two grains of rice on the second day? Yeah. Three grains of rice on the third day. And then by the 24th day, you've got 16,772,216 grains of rice. <laughs> this actually reminds me a lot of that Christmas carol where this dude keeps giving the person birds. <laughs> yeah. Um, the 12 days of Christmas. 12 days of Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. What's with all these birds? But this is this is the the rice equivalent. On the first day of Christmas, <laughs> my true love gave to me one grain of rice. <laughs> so it's, it's one, two, four, eight, sixteen. Yeah. Up to sixteen million seven hundred seventy-two seven hundred seventy-seven thousand two hundred sixteen. I like how you were diligently looking at your notes there to make sure like, yeah. this bit was actually accurate. Yeah, like, yeah. No one's writing in being like That's how many <laughs> done this wrong actually, like your maths is incorrect yeah. here. Some of our listeners, man, I absolutely know that would be true. <laughs> uh, okay, how about this, right? How about if you go completely the other way, right? Yeah. An advent calendar with advent calendars in it. So you have an advent calendar for the next 24 years. This is actually very close to something I thought about. Yeah. You know, the synergies of our brains. My idea, which was slightly similar, but a little bit different, was your advent calendar, exactly where you were probably coming from, it only lasts December. What if you open december 1st and they're like well actually come back here in january the 29th oh wow and you open all your doors and it's just for random days in the next year <laughs> that's great you're breaking this is great you're breaking out of december 
Yeah. You're giving a whole new industry. Oh. Year-long advent calendars. Because this is where they're missing a trick. Advent calendars are solely December. Yeah. Thing, you know, but you could, you could, you could imagine up some day in late of every month that you have an advent calendar for. Okay. What about, there's an advent calendar with 12 doors in it. Yeah. And you open it on the last day of every month for the year and your salary is in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. How, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of the practicalities of this. So this is like a work scheme. Like, yeah. Because opening doors is fun, right? On the advent calendar. Fun. Holding a lot of cash is fun. This is actually comes a very interesting point of uh, like trust. Yeah. Um, I think trust is a really important part of your work life. Do you feel like your manager and people in your team trust you to get on with your job and work properly? And nothing says I trust you more than handing you all your salary and cash <laughs> in the first day of the year and being like, don't open it. <laughs> Until the last working day of the month. <laughs> Our accounts are going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah. I I thought of an advent calendar, which is just other presents inside. It's full presents. Uh, oh, yeah. This is a re-gifting advent calendar. Yeah, that's clever. By the time you've opened every door, you have all the presents you're going to give to everyone else that year for Christmas. I actually would love that. I would do that. Just for the lack of stress. Like, I don't care if I don't get a thing myself on my advent calendar. If it's making my life easier and yes. less stressful in the run up to Christmas, I'm down. Is there... So I think we've really nailed... We've almost nailed all my all my problems with Christmas calendars. Is, is there any other ways we, that things can combine into other ones? I thought of what if every behind every door was like a bit of a Gundam. Oh, well, I had... What if, what if behind every door was a body part and you could build your own Frankenstein. Oh, wow. And um, this is morbid. This is, is it coming in a freezer? <laughs> like it's an actual body part? So yeah. it's, wow. Yeah. It's a build your own Frankenstein advent calendar. And then you have a friend at the end of it. Yeah. I mean, I thought about parts of a car as well. Like each, that would be a big one. And then on the, on the the in that direction, I was like, what is the most ostentatious advent calendar you could possibly have? What is it? A street. <laughs> Where every door is actually just a house. It's an act. <laughs> Every door is an actual door. An actual door, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and every day you, you just get a new house. This is a, a really a big wood percentage <laughs> one. Do you get the contents of the house? Yeah, you get the house. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to really wrap my head around, around what this yeah. really means for, the, for, our, for our economy here. November 30th, you have one house. Yeah. December 1st, you now own two houses. Yeah. December 24th, you now have 25 <laughs> houses. <laughs> I, I imagine that there are people out there who would actually go for that. High, high, high-end advent calendars. Yeah. Playing with the concept of what an advent calendar door means, that's pretty funny. Like, maybe one, okay. Um, Day one. Every day you get something that has a door. Yeah. That's basically it. Day one, you get a house. Day two, you get a car. Day three, <laughs> you get a bus. But now you're starting to think, well, what else is doors? You're running out of expensive things. Well, day four, you get a submarine. <laughs> day, day five's just a cupboard. Yeah, a cupboard. <laughs> the whiplash of all day five's a cupboard, but day six is a, is a timeshare for the International Space Station. <laughs> I mean, I think calendar where the doors are the gift. So you can redoor your entire house. You want to change all the doors? Buy this advent calendar. 
One dope a day. This is actually not not that crazy an idea. I was gonna, I was trying to think of things to get my sister for our Christmas present, and I can confidently talk about this because I don't think she listens to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna get this cute little doorstop because she's moved house. Yeah, but Dad was like, "Well, she doesn't have doors yet." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I'm not gonna be able to ship a door up back home." So doorstop it is but with this this system yeah this solves this probably very relatable problem of not having enough doors in your house you have to have exactly 24 door holes (laughs) do you know what i hate andrew what do you hate i hate it when i buy a present for someone and then i give it to them and i just know they're gonna give it away or they're gonna take it back or they're gonna use the gift receipt to go and get something different that would actually infuriate me yeah, it drives I'd, be so, I'd be so annoyed if someone... Um... I know this doesn't fit you, but I bought it for you as a present. Wear it anyway. <laughs> I know it's three sizes too big, but that's trendy. Yeah. Wear it anyway. The kids like really, really, really big hats now. I know it comes over your eyes, but you got to live with that. <laughs> so recently I, I, I came across this, this service okay. that helps to prevent that, yeah. Well, how, how, how does it work? So every time you gift a present to someone doesn't matter whether it's christmas or any other time right we write it into the blockchain forever oh so it's it's just stored there forever it's stored there forever and then there's an asset tag applied to the present that tells you exactly who it belongs to yeah so you can never give it away oh so no more regifting. none you you buy them a bunch of peanuts and they're allergic to peanuts well they're gonna live with oh. that <laughs> <laughs> can't get rid of them because we also check the bins, and if you throw away a thing with an asset tag, it just comes straight back to you. Santa lives in the North Pole, which is probably a pretty good place to have a GPU farm. Oh, yeah. To, to, to run this blockchain, so yeah. this makes a lot of sense. I, I always thought this was a weird part of like American sitcoms, mm-hmm. where people do a lot of like giving the gift receipt and like lots of regifting. And I'm like, is that is that a real thing? But this will squash that storyline out of existence. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. That's it. That's 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 the idea. That's as simple as that. Is there a name for the service? Yes. Okay. It's called Jacob Marley's Blockchain. <laughs> that's a really niche cut, but okay. Jacob Marley. <laughs> it's a Dickens reference. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a few literary scholars out there who love that. Really? <laughs> if one of these literary scholars had a had an idea, had a notion, had something they wanted to tell us, how would they get in touch with us? The best way is to send us an email, open your email app, type in brainsontheoutside at gmail.com, write in a message and send it to us and we will read it. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Within some limits of good taste and legality. Well, we'll read it with our eyes. We might not read it out loud with our mouths. That's a good point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. One aspect of Christmas I really like is terrible Hallmark movies. Oh, I, I actually watched... Uh, at the end of a terrible Hallmark movie for the very first time. I'd never seen one before. I watched the end of one at a friend's house the other day. Yeah, well, what was it about? It was about, uh, it was called Christmas in Rome. And uh, <laughs> Gretchen Wieners uh, was... From Gretchen... Mean Girls. Yeah. yeah. She's apparently in a lot of a lot of movies. I forgot okay. her real... Oh, Lacey Schubert or something. She was in Rome where her parents had met and she met a man... And he was like a busy businessman. Yeah. And a romance blossomed between them over the course of two or three days. Of course. 
and that was basically it. There was there didn't seem to be any much more plot, but then I did only see the last like fifteen minutes. No, I think you've probably got all of it. They're all like eighteen minutes long. Not much can really happen, and it's always very formulaic. Yeah. Either someone goes to their hometown and realizes the error of living in a big city. Yeah. It's either a enemies to lovers style plot, mm-hmm. or there's more wholesome like family vibe. Um. There does seem to be quite a lot of uh, ill-treated amnesia as well in a lot of these movies, from what I understand. <laughs> yeah, I read about one where a a wine critic goes to a vineyard for the second time after she reviewed it badly the first time many years before. Yeah, slips, bumps her head, wow, loses her memory, falls in love with the guy who owns the vineyard, starts working there, and then slowly starts to get her memory back over time. So that's just Shakespeare to me. That's beautiful. That's 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 classic literature but it also tells me is that hallmark will accept any pitch you give them yeah so let's go (laughs) i i'm excited about this concept of getting something on air so we could turn maybe for the next 10 minutes this into a little writer's room yeah let's do it where we throw some ideas around we are 110 percent on the same page here andrew i'm going to begin with one i'm going to call the santa files (laughs) i can see where this is going already and i'm in it's a me a junior so if a detective works in a small town, you'll say Durham, just for simplicity. He really believes in Santa. He wants to believe. But everyone around him telling him, Santa isn't real. Santa isn't real. But he heard the sleigh bells on his roof when he was a kid. He knows he's real. He has partnered with <laughs> someone who really doesn't believe in Santa. She's a real skeptic. So between them, they're, you know, there's a bit of like rivalry of like, he believes in Santa. She doesn't believe in Santa, but they are going on these sort of missions to find out Santa is real. This is basically the X-Files. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a massive X-Files fan. Yep. So I am, I am there for this. I don't have much else apart from that, for okay. this idea. Yeah. How would you, do you think this one has legs? I think this has legs. What is the, what is the outcome at the end? I think is it ambiguous it's 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 gonna be ambiguous like the show's gonna get way too complicated but in the end they will both believe in santa and be in love and be in love they always have to fall in love yeah nice what's your what's your first one to bring to this so i have a film called uh a bone to pick with you i love it already uh it's about two rival paleontologists yep who are working at separate dig sites in a state in America that are just not that far apart. And they both dig up exactly half of a brand new discovery of dinosaur. I'm in. And they meet because a stray dog runs in to one of their dig sites, snags a bone, and runs across to the other dig site. Ooh, what a meet cute. Yeah. And the... The, the the paleontologist who's had a bone stolen from them mm-hmm. chases after the dog and they are angry with the dog and then they're angry with the other person and they accuse the other person of having stolen their bone okay. by this dog, but actually it's a stray dog. Okay. And then they get to talking and then they realize that between them, they have a full, they have a full dinosaur. dinosaur. Do they adopt the dog in the end? They do adopt the dog in the end. Yeah. And then the final scene of the film yep. is the dog. Oh scampering off yeah. and them chasing after it and they find a huge pile of dinosaur bones that this dog has been stealing from <laughs> <laughs> That's <really cool>. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and there's literally hundreds of brand new species of dinosaur that this dog has. Oh, this is good because now it's so franchisable as well. Yeah. Okay, my only, only, only issue here is what's the Christmas twist? What's, what's what, where are we dangling Christmas into this? Uh, it's, 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 oh, it's just at Christmas. That, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, a lot of these Hallmark movies are just the, the coincidences is that it's snowing right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. In the snow. That's what they, they run through the snow. It's Christmas Eve. Yeah. They actually, they realize they have to work together to make the dinosaur one big dinosaur because the National Dinosaur Symposium is on Christmas Eve. That that gives like a ticking clock some like momentum for us. Exactly. And if they can, if they can present a new dinosaur together, they'll be lauded as paleontology heroes for the right. rest of their lives. But if they turn up with half a dinosaur, laughing stock. Is there, what are they like? Are they, are they both like very against this idea of teaming up? Is one of them for teaming up? Is one of them against teaming up? What's what's the vibe? Oh, of no, them? they're very reluctant. Very, yeah, okay. Because they yeah. have a bone to pick with each other. Oh, they, do, they have, do they have, personally in their lives, do they know each other already? Do they actually have a bone to pick with each other? Do they, do they are they not friends? I think they're not friends. They've, they've heard about each other before. Maybe they've never met. But then when they realize that they're actually, oh, they're that person who also dug up the exact same bone dinosaur as me in the past. And then just, they managed to like steal a lot of the limelight from each other in the previous, in, in the past. Yeah. R- rivals to lovers. Rivals to lovers. That's great. Yeah. My, I, I have one. We'll call it Run Run Rule for now. Can we get a better name? We'll think about this. Um, It's focused on the owner of a reindeer farm. She just has reindeers. She breeds them. She loves her reindeers. But one one year, one is born with a um a rare genetic defect. His nose is very red. Sounds familiar. Yeah. So uh, a mysterious old man then will show up in town at some point, um, really needing this reindeer, saying that it'll it'll ruin Christmas if you don't get it. But you don't know. It's, this is actually Santa. No way. Yeah. What yeah, a twist. Way. And uh, R- R- Rudolph is sick. Oh. So we need a replacement. But this reindeer farm owner, ironically, really hates Christmas. Oh. So the rest of the town, Santa has to go around the rest of the town and convince this person to leave in Christmas again. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. What sort of things does Santa do to convince this person that Christmas is worthwhile? I think it might have to involve like an old flame of the oh, person yeah, okay. who owns the reindeers. Maybe they have to sort of remind them that Christmas was fun, all Christmases they spent together, and then this will be the love story, them coming together again. You'll find out maybe in the reindeer owner's youth, they really did love Christmas. And that over time, they hated it. Oh, and something tra- tragic happened to them on a Christmas day once. Yes. Could it be that their personal beef is actually with Santa? Oh, man. That maybe... Like Rudolph got tired before they get to his house and he didn't get presents one year. Oh, brutal. And then like, that's why he's not going to give Santa Rudolph too. Oh. I don't know. This, this is this is kind of what I'm working with right now. Yeah, that that, that that's good. I, I like that. I would watch that movie. That sounds good. Okay. Try this. A film called I Feel Weak in Your Presence. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. About two competitive Christmas present rappers. On the Christmas present wrapping circuit. This is the sort of garbage that actually would make it onto air. I watched a Hallmark movie once about a, it was, she was specifically a Christmas party planner. What do you do the rest of the year? (laughs) 
Okay. Just chill out. That's it. Yeah. It just sounds like a good life. <laughs> One to me. big job at the end of the year pays the rest of it. Okay. So they're they're Christmas wrapping. Yeah, they're competitive Christmas rappers, so they participate in a competitive Christmas wrapping competition every year. Okay. And one year, one of them faints. Oh, no. At the Christmas present wrapping competition while they're going head-to-head wrapping an incredibly complicated to wrap item, a bicycle, because that's really difficult that's to classic. wrap. All those spokes. Right. Spokes, difficult, yeah. And you yeah. got to do that perfectly as well in the yeah. on the competitive Christmas present wrapping scene. One of them faints. Bashes ahead, memory's gone. Amnesia. Amnesia. When she comes to, her rival takes pity on her and employs her in his department store wrapping presents. And he teaches her to wrap presents again. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they wrap presents together over time for people out on the street. Right. And as it kind of gets closer towards Christmas to the key wrapping time of the year, He's like, why don't you enter the junior rounds of this Christmas present wrapping tournament? You know, I'm up in the big leagues, but why don't you start at the bottom and work your way up again? (laughs) Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, it turns out that one of her personal secret flourishes was the way that she did the ribbons on the presents, right? She had a very specific way of making the ribbons extra curly. Okay, whether they reach... Tight small curls are really big ones. Like real big, like beautiful, <laughs> like enormous. Big, yeah, curly ribbons, just incredible. Just just a, 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 an absolute art, a skill. Mm-hmm. And while she's on the Christmas present wrapping lower tier circuit, yeah. she just pulls these ribbons out of wow. the bag oh, without anyone like realizing. Muscle memory, somewhere in yeah, there. Somewhere like in there just connect. kicks in. Yeah. And those ribbons are like. Whoosh, 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 and everyone's like. <gasps> she's back. Yeah, exactly. And like, and she's like, who's back? And they're like, well, you used to be <laughs> this guy's rival. And you pulled out these ribbons and you nearly won it. Yeah. And they come very close to falling out. I was going to say. Even though they've been falling in love for this whole time. They were, they were close to falling out, but they were actually, that's beautiful. I was, so they had this vibe, the start of like, he is kind of lying to her. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how it goes, right? <laughs> if you like, have amnesia. Yeah, the, uh, the, the, this, the, these complex problems have to be boiled away in an actual Hallmark movie. Yeah. <laughs> we just gloss over that. Gloss, you're far. You're going fast. Lost yeah. momentum. It's fine. He's looking after her. He feels guilty about how what happened. Because mm-hmm. he's also slightly worried that, that the reason that she passed out was because she felt weak in his presence. Ah, uh, okay. And that was yeah. it. And she passed out and bashed her head. I also have two more ideas. Okay. It's kind of, it's kind of one idea. I like this idea of Santa being the main character. Okay. Of him getting a chance to be the the person who falls in love. Well, he already has a wife. Maybe this is a prequel where he's going to meet this yeah, wife. Yeah, it's when he meets Mrs. Claus. But I, I couldn't really get any of it going. So I was trying to think of what can Santa do throughout the year. I was working with what are like funny puns in his name. And I failed pretty miserably. I came up with two. So it's Santa Paws, which is Santa during January to November opens up a cat cafe. Oh. Or this one, which I, I really do hate, Banter Claws, where between January and November, he starts a Joe Rogan style podcast. <laughs> 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 the 
that was a beautiful Christmas smorgasbord <laughs> of idea. The word smorgasbord is very funny. I was going to say smorgasbord. It's almost quite a Christmassy word as well. Yeah, it feels like it, doesn't it? I could have. I could imagine a Christmas smorgasbord of cheese. Yeah. Or delights or anything. Deliciousness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As you wrap up, can you can you one other thing that you love about Christmas? Well, Andrew, I don't know how many people know this, but alongside my actual job and my brains on the side on the outside job i also have a job reviewing christmas food <laughs> that's true you do yeah every year at the christmas review this is a very exciting it's very rare we have an actual thing to plug yeah and now now we do what is the christmas review alex the christmas review reviews all of the weird stupid christmas food that comes out Every single year. What is the weirdest and stupidest piece of Christmas food you've had to consume for this project? Uh, in total, probably the candy cane crisps. Were that's, the, like, they were amongst the worst that's, that's of all things. That's absolutely vile. There was also some Frankfurter sushi that was just horrifically awful once. Um, oh, this year, oh, surprisingly no. good has been the Christmas pudding crisps that our friends at Tesco are making. I would kind of recommend giving those a shot. I think you gave me one once and it was okay. Yeah. Um, How how, how can people find you? This feels so official. We're actually, we, I, I can't believe it. We have an ad. <laughs> yeah, a real ad. Uh, I'm, uh, the best place is on Instagram uh, where you can find it at Christmas Review. Um, but we're also on Facebook at The Christmas Review. If one of our listeners had an idea for a Hallmark movie or they had their own rival Christmas review page. I will hunt them down. Aside from you hunting them down. Well, I guess to hunt them down, you will require information about them. How could they give <laughs> us information that could be used to get them hunted down by you? Or, or they could tell us their Hallmark movie ideas. So if they have Hallmark movie ideas, great. If they are setting up a rival Christmas review website, then maybe send an apologetic email <laughs> to our email address, uh, which is brainsontheoutside at gmail.com. Truthfully, we would love to hear from you. We love hearing from guests. That is a Christmas joy <laughs> all year round. I have one last idea for an advent calendar. Yeah, go for it. I'm it's excited. An ad- it's an advent calendar that you give to someone you hate. <laughs> oh, okay. So full of really terrible things. It's got a jigsaw puzzle in it with some pieces in each of the doors. And there is always one piece missing. Uh, if food that's really ingredients that are really important for your Christmas dinner, but they're already off. Yeah. <laughs> Keep your brain on the outside. Keep your brain on the outside, Andrew.